no, we, you know, I mean, we, we just, uh, we, the bears are what we thought they were. What, what, what we thought they were. Say that one more time, play. Oh! One more time. Oh! One more time. to the Bears Essentials. On today's show, we break down Bears breakout players for the 2022 season and much, much more. A-Dub, talk to him, my guy. Hey, what's going on with you, Prez? You know, uh, Dub, I'm good, man. The work week is cool, man. I'm just still still bothered by last week and Roe v. Wade being overturned. I just, I don't know, man. I just feel like the direction of our country, man. I know, audience, you guys come to listen to us talk about football, and we're going to get into that. But I thought it was appropriate, man, just to kind of have a couple words just about the direction of things, man, because that made me sad. And uh, I just feel like, man, no man should tell a woman what to do with her bodies. That's all I'm going to say on it, but just sad day in, in this country. And we've had too many sad days lately. So it's just it's, it's just tough, man. Just tough. You are right, though, man. It is sad, Perez. Um, And I, I never thought in many years that something like that would happen, though. But you're right, man. Let the ladies do what they want to do with their bodies, man. It's, it's supposed to be a free country. People have to have freedom to do whatever they want to do, man, as long as it's legal. And in my opinion, with whatever females I do with their body, it's supposed to be a legal thing, you know? So it's unfortunate to see these type of decisions being made, and we got to do better as a country. We really do, and in, in all type of ways. So this is one piece, you know, and we talked about things with gun control. We got to do better than yep. we got to do. We got to do better with relationships between the inner city and, and law enforcement. There's so many different areas that we got to do better on. And, and like I said, man, A-Dub, I think that one day, man, things are going to be better. I, I just have to be optimistic about that. I don't want to always be thinking like, oh, man, things are only going to continue to get worse because that's not how I think, man. I just right. think that at certain points, man, we got to turn around. You know, like, it has to. It has to get better. I hope. Yeah. It, it, I think it will with you, Perez. We want to see everyone succeed. We want to see people have equal rights and everything else. So I'm just glad for all those people who are fighting that fight. Yeah, man. I mean, for me, man, it's just when I look at some of these things that these the powers that be, and I use that term loosely. But when you see the things that they're focusing in on, you're like, man, what type of world y'all trying to turn things back to? That's that's the thing. I'm like, what y'all on? Like, what are we doing right. around here? But I don't know, AW, you asked me that question. I was like, look, man, I got to get on the show and I got to tell people how I really felt. Because this weekend, man, that shit bothered me, bro. I was like really bothered by that whole situation. Now, today, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful that people out here, if they need resources, they figure it out. Right. And I hope right. that our Supreme Court just leaves things alone. Like, just leave shit alone. If you're going to make some change, focus on gun control. Focus on shit. Right. Do, do something that's going to help the people. <laughs> this ain't helping us. Not at all, man. You get some good points about what they need to focus on. Gun control, definitely. To me, people getting killed, people having access to guns, we don't need to have access, access to them. And then you're right, inflation, man, it's just terrible out here. The gas prices, et cetera, food prices, it's too much going on there. Yeah, and, and I'm not the, – the, the inflation piece, I'm not really putting that on the Supreme Court, but the Supreme Court could do something about that gun violence. Yeah. My thing is, when I think about the things that are really plaguing us, the homelessness situation, man, you got food deserts all over the community. There's yep. so many things that are going on in this world right now, and people are not really focused on these issues because they're focused on shit that don't really matter at the end of the day. Exactly. Leave women and their bodies alone. Help people. There's people out here that are hurting. There's people out here that are hungry. There's people out here that are struggling. And when you have a system out here, like when you talked about AGDUB, with the gas prices being what they are, man, there's people, bro, that have to travel long distances to go to work. Facts. With these Facts. gas prices. I have to check my own privilege at the door, bro, because I work from home. I don't yeah. have to be driving out here like that with them prices. I'll tell you what, they ain't dumb. I ain't going to lie to you. If I get invited somewhere, I have to think twice. I'm like, well, how far are you? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you right about that, man. I think the same thing. I'm like, man, I don't know. Now, you way out, you way, you way out my district now, man. To go yeah. out there somewhere out there. I do, man. I start counting miles. Ah, yep. I don't know. Hey, but you know what? Now it's like, now I see, okay. I'm like looking at folks. I'm like. Now I'm like, I know who like is a good friend of mine because if I'm willing to drive past 15 miles and go see them, you my person. You my you my peeps. 
Right, right. Other people, I'm like, hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna send my regards and uh, I'm gonna send something in the mail. <laughs> right. <laughs> if you think I didn't love you then, if, if I pull up at your crib, that means Dub really do love you with these gas prices. <laughs> so, do right. Y'all, you like Dub? Like I don't want to hear nothing. I'm here. <laughs> right. Exactly. Hey man, these prices are six dollars or whatever else it is out there. Plus, hey, I'm here. Give me some credit. Yeah, that make me sick to my stomach. Even every time when I hear somebody talk about the price, I'm like, that's sick to my stomach. And you know what? Dude, before we get into our football talk, because I know the audience like, man, when y'all going to get to the Bears? We don't get to it. <laughs> but um, one of my partners, he lives out of California. He was like, man, I don't know what you're tripping on, man. He's like, it's like $8 a gallon. I'm like, listen, bro, you don't want to make that dumbass decision. And no disrespect <laughs> to anybody that lives in California to listen to the show. We love y'all. But he over here complaining to me, talking about something. I ain't got no right to be saying nothing about those $6 a gallon. I'm like, look. I live in Illinois. You live in California. Everything expensive in California. Right. So you made that decision. I don't know how they folks do it out there with the real estate prices out there. Shit. Woo. Man, I see no prices there. I was like, oh, good luck. Good luck. I'm going to stay where I'm at right now. <laughs> no, I'm going to stay where I'm at forever. I ain't going out there on that West Coast. They can have that. But listen, audience, any of our California peeps, we love y'all. <laughs> Thanks for listening. But I'm just trying to tell you, whether it's six dollars a gallon versus eight dollars a gallon, it's still too much. Still <laughs> <That's>... too much. <laughs> that is it right there, Prince. Too much money on gas, baby. Yep. Well, Ada, we were talking a second ago about guns and gun violence and how we need to be focusing on things out here that really can help change the course of the way that this country is going. And I'm sad to even talk about this, but Matt Adams, newly signed Matt Adams, that came over from the Colts. Played under Matt Eberflus last year. Yep. He got involved in a little off-the-field situation where he had a firearm. And I understand that the firearm was legally registered to him. However, my man had some ammo that was like pure, some vest. I'm like, damn, mm. man, what you what you doing out here, bro? You're a professional athlete. What we doing? Right. You got to be careful out there. But, hey, you, you know, you don't want to hurt your image or the team's image by doing something like that. And what did Matt Eberflus say to the team? And you know, A-Dub, I don't get on here and talk about people, what they do off the field, but I got to with this situation. This ain't Byron Pringle's situation. This is something different, man, because I'm sitting here like, Matt Eberflus talked to y'all about staying safe, being smart, making good decisions, coming back ready. And then two days later, this guy gets arrested. It's like, what are we doing, bro? Like, you, 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 you pissing away an opportunity. Seriously, because you only own a one-year deal. Right? Ruin that. Ruin your career. So I don't know, man. Like I said, I don't spend a lot of time talking about what these guys do off the field because it's not really my business. But I'm just like, when I think about the situation of what's going on in this country right now, the last thing I want to do is get popped off for some sort of firearm situation, man. I just feel like that's something that's going to make a lot of people very uncomfortable. So I'm hoping that whatever happens with Matt, it's handled in-house the same way they do things with Brian Pringle. Yep. Hopefully, man, guys, the rest of the guys on this team, public service announcement for your boy Prince. Let's tighten up, fellas. Come on. Let's play nice. some football. Make better decisions. Definitely right about that, Perez. And I like what you went when you said about, you know, the country, where we are there, you know, when you talk about gun laws, things of nature. You should know better. As any player right now in the NFL, you all should be thinking twice when it comes down to guns and things of that nature, you know. But you're right, Perez. Let's just stick to football, man. Like, do your job, come in, be professional, and work hard, and just try to make something amazing happen with Chicago Bears or whatever team you play for. You got to be careful out there. But now, I do want to push back on the fan base because I saw some things on Twitter where this is another situation where they're trying to blame this on Ryan Poles and the new regime saying, now this is the second guy that's being arrested. You can't put all this on the GM. Nah. These are grown-ass men at the end of the day, y'all. Seriously. Yeah, I'm with you there. got to be careful with that. It's not on GM. It's not on Eberflus. Now nah, the guys made a, a bad decision. That's why we'll call it. They got to do the, the light of how Eberflus is or how how uh, Ryan Poles are. So you got to be careful there. Yeah, and, and I think that people will make comparisons. They'll talk about, oh, well, this new regime, they just kicked things off. And the previous regime, they didn't have all these things happening. Well, you know, these are different times out here. And I don't compare regimes unless you want to hear what I really think about the old regime. We don't want to <laughs> talk about the old regime anymore, A-Dub, so I'm like done talking about that. So let's stop with the comparisons. Yeah. So join me on this show. I will throw some people <laughs> under the bus around here. 
<laughs> Definitely will, man. They don't want that kind of smoke right there. So we know we just experienced dealing with, you know, our previous uh, regime. So let's just, let's call it quits while we're here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure. For sure. But on to, like, some positive news. Kyler Gordon signed his rookie deal, A-Dub. That was good to hear. But Jaquan Brister, he still remains unsigned. I mean, I'm sure it's probably some formality, maybe some little minor things that they're tweaking there. But, you know, salute to Kyler Gordon in the fold. Got a four-year deal. He's going to be here for a very long time. Very excited to see what this kid's going to bring to this team this year and this defense, brother. Yeah, man, happy about that four years right there, Perez. Happy to have him on the team. Right now, the main focus for most of us that are listening to this, or the main focus for all of us is this kid's health. You know, he sat out well, a bit during the uh, voluntary and the man, uh, he sat out a bit during the mandatory mini camp. I'm sure it's precautionary, but I just, when we get out there July 27th, if he's out there suited up and ready to go, I ain't got nothing to say. But now, if this man's still on the side, not really doing anything, I'll be looking at you, A-Dub, like, hey, what's going on with Kyler now? <laughs> yeah, man, because you know I keep bringing it up, friends. You know what happened last year with your boy Tevin Jenkins, man? I said that before. You just don't know. So I hope it ain't nothing at all, Perez. I just hope that, you know, he suits up and we all good, man. Yep, and let's get Jaquan Brisker signed now. Let's, uh, he the only one left. He the last of the Mohicans now. Everybody else in the fold. Get it done, <laughs> y'all. Get that done. It's about money. Let's get that done out the way so we can move forward. Well, the way that they do these deals now, A-Dub, they're slotted. So it probably just might just be some contract language or, or something like that. But I'm sure okay. they'll, get it, they'll get it sorted out. But my thing is, man, this guy is going to be very important to this defense. You guys already can tell. Your boy Prez, man, I got like I got, I got, I love me some Jaquan Brisker. I told y'all in the draft, I said he was going to be the best player in this class. I stand by that. Everything that we've heard about him from this offseason so far, man, this kid, boy, he just, everything about him, I, I keep trying to tell y'all. He's got something different about him, man. He just built different, and I just love that, man. He is, when I think about, man, some of the, the best players that we've had in the Chicago Bears uniform, I ain't trying to put too much pressure on you, Jaquan. Well, bro, man, I see greatness in you, man. I see it. Hey, man, Bariska, we expect a lot of you, bro. We really do. And you're right, Bariska, talk about greatness. I think he has it in him, man. All they got to do is show us on the field. Now, Ada, we cannot do a show this week and not talk about your boy Money Moon's comments about the previous regime and the locker room. A-Dub, what say you? Man, it was not a shocker at all. And I'm glad Money Moon spoke out. It was different last year. Frizz, wasn't no structure, none of that stuff. Now he speaks out on it like, hey, this is different now. Now we got structure. People know what they were doing. We got standards. There's an expectation. Yeah, we saw that last year. There was no expectation because we saw what happened with Justin Fields. Brad's a big time concern, right? From the start. So now hearing money moves speak on these kind of things, it's like, yeah, it all comes to reality now. We see a huge difference now on the Eberflus. Interesting, man. Like when you get a guy like Darnell Mooney, who's super classy, bro, quiet guy, just goes to work. I mean, when all that nonsense was going on with Ramsey last year, Darnell Mooney never even really said anything. So the nope. fact that he actually spoke out about this, it goes to show you just how dysfunctional things were last season, especially with that previous coaching staff that I'm just I'm, I'm over talking about. <laughs> but, like that, but don't that say a lot though about how bad things were that he spoke out about it the guy that really just plays ball and just kind of leaves the other shit alone. Right. Makes a huge difference right there for us hearing from him because it carries more weight if Money Moon really speaks on because you're right. He's a good kid man. He don't talk about things like this for us. He shared what it was. When somebody says that something that's different is night and day I mean, damn, you can't get any more direct in a comment like that. <laughs> and you and I were talking on last week's show about how Matty Mafus is coming here with a clear vision. Yep. The culture is something that he really wants to make sure that he gets back to where it needs to be. He wants to get those uh, legacy and alumni players back towards the organization again because I feel like those guys got disconnected from the organization. A lot of what he's doing, he's trying to breathe some fresh air to this organization. And it's, it, it was needed, A-Dub. It really was. And when you hear a guy like Darnell Mooney making those comments, it's sad because he was one of the more productive players on offense last year. But he's looking around like, what the hell's going on over here? You know what I'm saying? He, he's looking at A-Rob. Him and A-Rob were training last year. They're training again this season. And he talks about how he talked. Well, he talked about the fact that him and A-Rob still speaks to this day. And you know that A-Rob he, he had no love lost towards Matt Nagy. <laughs> no, not at all, man. Not how Matt Nagy played him, friends. <laughs> no, he, dude, Matt Nagy fucked A-Rob over. And I, you know, I'll never forget, man, how the fan base turned on A-Rob. Now, I will say this, A-Rob, you was out there loafing. And in certain, in certain instances, and I know I was one of them, I went after you for that shit. But 
Also, man, Matt Nagy just basically not targeting this guy, not game planning him, not speaking to this dude face to face. I'm not gonna get all off on tangent yeah. on this, but when you think about that, those probably are the examples that Darnell Mooney's thinking about. He's like thinking about like we got a head coach now that's probably direct in how he communicates. He's not yeah. gonna ignore people. Right. And when he go further by even saying that even Flu's focus on the overall organization of the team, Fred, not just one part of it, that speaks volume because you and I saw when, when it came down to your previous coach, how he just focused in on one side of it, maybe part of the offense, right? But you see that maybe Flu's is doing something totally different by focusing on every particular part of the field, of the, of, of the team. Yeah, I mean, because with your regime, you had the head coach and only cared about the offensive team, right? And he fucked that shit up. <laughs> now you got this guy, Matt Eberflus, he wants to be the CEO, to be right. the CEO of the team. And that's important because when you have that type of mindset, which I always say, A-Dub, the most successful coach to me who runs his system like that is Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin does not get all – he don't meddle with the offensive game plan. He don't meddle with the defensive game plan. He's the overseer of the team. Right. And Mike Tomlin's got respect of his whole 53-man roster. Oh, definitely, definitely, definitely. Gotta respect that coach. Yeah, because it starts and ends with, with Tomlin. And that's what I kind of see from Matt Eberflus, that type of culture that he'll be able to bring here and that type of approach. And also, too, Matt Eberflus. Now, one thing I will say this. I have a feeling with him, he's not going to get super close with the players. I think he wants to kind of keep a buffer because he wants to always be able to have the relationship with these kids where he's kind of like, look, I'm the boss, you know, like it's going to be the way that I want things to be. I'm not trying to be your best friend. See, that was the mistake that the last regime made when they were trying to be friends with every damn body. That shit yep. don't work. Can't be friends and then all of a sudden so-so is trying to hold people accountable, right? Maybe we just want to keep that boundaries. Like, look, I can still hold each one of you all accountable, you know? I respect you as football players. But I would say, man, like just hearing a guy like Darnell Mooney speak the way he spoke, I'm just happy that he feels he's in a better place with the system, man, because he's going to be able to play. Okay, hey, Doug, think about this. He went over 1,000 yards last year in a bad system, probably wasn't the happiest with the way things were. Right. Now he's going to be in a situation now where he's got Justin Fields, year two, and year two, and a new quarterback-friendly system that we keep getting told about. And Darnell Mooney probably feels like, hey, they're going to target me. They, I'm going to be the guy. You know what I'm saying? He probably feels like he, he could really turn up this year in this offense, man. Yes, sir, Perez. That tells you right there the confidence that he feels in this regime, right, one. And then, two, the confidence going into the season, right, as they prepare for the season. He's feeling good about everything, Perez. To your point, better numbers, you know, better execution. Those kind of things that impact the numbers, right? So better plays, better system, all these different things that matter. Whether it's football, whether audience, you guys that work nine-to-five jobs, if you report to someone or if in the case that you guys are leaders at the organization you work for, having clear expectations, man, that clears up a lot of confusion, a lot of frustrations for people. And I'm yep. just telling you, man, that I just feel like from when I when I hear Darnell Mooney's words, that's all I hear. Hey, I know what is expected of me every day. That's all you can ask for as someone that's showing up to work every day. I understand what's expected of me each and every day. Yep. And saying and everybody knows exactly what the coaches want. That's to me like, man, the, the actual Texas was very clear. If you're doing that, if anybody's out there as a leader, and you're doing that, like Fred saying, setting those clear expectations, you in my good graces <laughs> because that, that leaves me a lot of trouble down the road. And think about this the locker room. One of the things that we always gave the previous regime credit for was keeping a locker room together, right? Because that's what we yep. were all told. Oh, yep. man, this team doesn't quit, they got to keep playing together. <laughs> Well, Darnell Mooney gave you some insight and said, look, man, he looked around that room. He was like, man, he saw a lot of guys. It was like, they just wanted to get that shit over with. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's what it was, friends. A lot of guys, playing, you and I talked about it before, playing for their own personal pride, friends. Like, look, I need to get me a job in case I'm cut somewhere here. I want to prepare for my next job elsewhere. So I'm playing for myself. Yeah, I mean, dude, think about it, man. When those losses kept happening, it's hard for – I mean, come on, man. Like, if you're a competitive person – if you got any pride, you shouldn't be able to just take a loss and just be cool with it. So I'm sure that shit had to be difficult. It was difficult for us fans. Right. I, I was out there home game after home game sitting up here like, bro, what is going on with this team? And two, I'm like, these season, these season tickets are expensive as fuck. What y'all doing out here? 
<laughs> yeah, man. That had to be hard, friends. Talking to you after some of those games, I'm like, man, seeing your demeanor, hearing your voice, I'm like, man, friends, I had a tough day. <laughs> man, I'll tell you what, <laughs> after working a fucking shitty ass Monday through Friday, ain't nothing worse than a Bears fucking beat down on a Sunday, man. You just sit up here like, what the fuck, man? Now my fucking Monday's about to be terrible because for me, you the same way. But Bears losses on that Monday, man, they just, man, that shit would just ruin your fucking night and your de- next day. It's I awful. swear. <laughs> exactly, Chris. I swear. I go to work. I'm like, man, it's not going to be a good day. Not going to be a good one. Let's try to get through this day here. Bears done screw me this time. <laughs> I'm telling you, Victory Mondays, man, that's all I love and that's all I want to see. And I want to get more of those vibes. And that's why I said when Darnell Mooney's making those comments about the locker room, I'm like, well, sh- no shit. The fan base was up there at the games half the time uninterested. I mean, there were so many times A-Dub this season, people weren't showing up. People around me, they were selling their tickets half the damn season. And on top of that, you wasn't getting anywhere in their face value. I was like, it was one game I couldn't go to. I ended up donating it to CPS students. But I was like, man, let me see if I can sell these tickets. Bro, motherfuckers was trying to offer me 50% uh, under face value for my tickets. I'm sitting up here like, Boy, that's how far this team will fall off. <laughs> hey, look, everybody like, no, nah, I'm good. Those folks was like, I'm going to stay in my warm house. I ain't going to be sitting out in no cold watching this bullshit. And they was right. <laughs> they was right. <laughs> yeah, they were, man. Some tough losses. I'll tell you that, man. Tough ones. But I talked earlier about the fact that Darnell Mooney and, and A-Rob have that relationship. They worked out last summer, and they're working out again in Miami. So, a what were your thoughts there when you heard that A-Rob and Darnell Mooney going to be linking up in Miami? Oh, that's dope, man. I've always appreciated those two guys working together. A-Rob does have a lot to show him, a lot to share with them, man, to help him continue to fine-tune his game. That's always good for him. That's good for Money Moon, looking up to A-Rod, having someone like a mentor to mentor him, right? And that's nothing wrong with that. So salute to Money Moon and A-Rod. I just don't want A-Rod filling my man head up with some bad knowledge about the Bears. <laughs> keep, that, keep that on your own. You know, A-Rod, I get it. You a little bitter. I get it, right? Because you left on a bad note, too, right? And you made some <laughs> comments, right, friends, about Zach Levine, remember? Hey, yep. Zach should leave. Hey, man, don't be telling Money Moon that now. Hey, when your contract up, leave. No, 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 don't do that, bro. Hey, it's a whole new routine. Hey, um, hey, Rob, just be cool with that, man. But definitely, I do appreciate you giving, you know, Money Moon the game. You know what I'm saying? Continue to help move him along. You know, help him continue to get better as a football player and professional. And, hey, Dub, that's a funny thing that you said, too, because that was the only thing that I was thinking about. I'm like, hey, I'm cool as far as long as y'all keep it to X's and O's and I'm running. <laughs> hey, you start talking bullshit about this organization, hey, Rob? Uh-uh. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tarnish my man now. You know what I'm saying? He's on his way up to doing some amazing things, man, this upcoming season. Don't do it, A-Rod. Yeah, because like, if anything to do with blocking, I don't even want you talking about that because we saw some of your blocking on tape last season. That loafing. That loafing. <laughs> when friends called you out for loafing, man, I was like, yeah, it hurt to say it, but it was true and spot on. It was spot on, man. It was spot on. That was that was the epitome of a guy that was trying to get the season over with. That's when you think yeah. about somebody that was just trying to this, I'm over it. He's on the milk carton of that shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so friends, it was like, you know what? Hey Rob done. He done, man. He done. He's over. Yep. But listen, he's in LA right now, living it up. Do you? Uh, we're gonna focus here on our Chicago Bears. I'm happy that Darnell Mooney's mixing it up with him. I'm glad that they still got a relationship because. There is going to be some good that he can get from that. Sure. As I always tell you guys, Allen Robinson was a great route runner. In addition to that, Darnell Mooney does not know what it takes yet to be a number one receiver in this NFL. A-Rob's done that in his career. Absolutely. So those are little nuggets and jewels that, that, that Darnell Mooney will be able to get from him. So I'm looking forward to seeing what comes of that, and I'm glad that these guys still talk. I know that A-Rob wasn't like a rah-rah guy that everybody – you know, wanted, you know, he was kind of quiet, more business-like demeanor. But shit, Darnell Moody's kind of the same. He's kind of built the same. Yep. Yeah, got some similarities there. Yep. But like I said, man, I, I'm, I'm happy for this. It seems like for the way that Darnell Moody looked at that relationship, he said that A-Rob was always kind of coaching him. If he saw something that he wasn't doing right or saw a way that he could kind of help him out, he was always kind of in his ear. You know what I'm saying? So. Especially on him, he said, too, with his route running, how he released off the line of scrimmage. He said, hey, Rob, will kind of give him some pointers there. So those are some things that I think, with, especially with Darnell Mooney, and this season being the number one guy and all this defensive pre- uh, detention that he's going to get from these defenses, 
it's going to be very important to make sure he's doing a little subtle, little veteran things to try to figure out ways to kind of get open, how to get separation off the line of scrimmage. You know what I mean? Absolutely, Perez. And that's where, you know, A-Rob definitely comes in at to give him some pointers and tips, hey, on how to do those things. And A-Rob been through it, right, Perez, as a number yep. one guy. So he got some knowledge to share. So continue to give that game, again, some money more, man, to help that kid get better. So I think we can expect some good things out of money more, as you and I say, Perez, but it's always good to have somebody like a mentor who's done it already that can share you that, that um, information, that wealth of knowledge. No, I mean, that, and that's fair because stuff that we've said on this show, we don't think that this team is going to be as bad as other people have said. I mean, you've had Lewis Riddick to say his nonsense about how he thought that they were one of the worst teams in the league. And I'm like, Lewis, last year <laughs> he was all things Chicago Bears. Now all of a sudden you're trashing the team. All right, you know, now we see what that was because your boy is no longer in the mix. So now you're talking shit about us. That's cool. We see who you are, Lewis. But my point is, I don't think that this team is nearly as bad as what people are saying. And in fact, I think they're going to surprise some people. Now, when I say that, A-Dub, I don't think that we're going to go to the playoffs. But I don't think that this team is a five or six win team. I think that they're going to show some people some signs on offense. I think the defense is going to be a lot stronger than it was last season. And those are just some of the things that when I look at this team right now, now I know audience, this is late June when your boy is saying these things, but I still feel that this team has some potential. And I don't think it's going to be as, as shitty as, as, as people say. And it's important when you got the young stars on the team, like a David Montgomery and a Justin Fields, these guys are stepping up. Roquan Smith, they're speaking up, letting you know that they feel good about this season. That's what I want to hear. That's what I hear from the young guys that I think are going to be taking very key, important leadership roles on this team, A-Dub. This team is going to be better than what people think, man. We got some good guys on this team like Roquan Smith. Like you said about him, he's the leader of this team, Perez. He's going to be even better this coming season. So you, you feel pretty good about guys like that we have in this locker room already, man. So I don't think this team is going to be bad as people making them out to be, man. And then you got Justin Fields, as we talked about, Perez. A lot yes, about sir. him. I love that kid. So come on. We got to give him a little bit more credit than what people are saying. Yeah, I mean, you got to think about this. People are already counting them out. And I know Matt Eberflus, he going to use that as some motivation. I mean, he's probably already, like, circling, like, little comments that he's probably seeing people putting out there. <laughs> and Absolutely. I like that. I feel like he's got a chip on his shoulder. But like I said, you got guys like Mooney. You got guys like Montgomery, Justin Fields. Hey, these guys got pride in what they do. And Absolutely. I feel really good about having these young guys on our side, bro. Absolutely, man. They're going to show some people some stuff. They're going to make some noise, friends. They're not going to go quietly, baby. No, man, no. And, I, and like I said, man, they, I love it when people start counting your teams out because that gives the people in that locker room that us against the world type of mentality. Listen, I'm about to say some meathead shit. I don't care. Y'all can call me out for it. But I love when my team gets counted out because then that's like every fucking day you strap on that helmet, you put them shoulder pads on. You can look in the mirror and say, you know what? Hey, these people don't think that we're going to do shit today. They don't think that we're going to do nothing. And you go out there on the field and you fucking do a little something. You got that little extra motivation in you. Not that you necessarily should need that shit. But listen, we all know that sometimes you need a little extra juice sometimes to get you going and get you motivated. And I feel like this team right now, people are giving them that extra motivation. And I can't wait to see them. I mean, dude, I feel like the first preseason game, you're going to see guys on our team showing people what time it is out there. And I can't wait. I really can't. What they say, friends, is the best punch is the punch you don't see coming. That's right. <laughs> and these Bears team will tell you, you ain't going to see them coming when they coming, baby. So count them out too early. Go embarrass yourself. This team, I'm telling you, they got some goons on this team who are ready to show you what they're about. Shit, I don't some goons on the team. You being coached by a goon. You can't <laughs> tell me that Matt Eberflus, man, he is ready. He is ready. Well, this man, right, he probably, as we are on this show recorded, you know Matt Eberflus is probably somewhere bunkered up right now thinking about some defensive philosophies of how he's going to be able to get the best out of this person and that person. Oh, man, I can't wait to hell. So I can't wait to train the camp eight, Doug. Oh. Man, don't get me pumped up, Chris. I keep telling you that, man. <laughs> don't get me going, Too late. man. Too late. I'm already <laughs> fired up. I'm already fired up. Is it July 27th yet? Is it July 27th yet? I can't wait. <laughs> man, it's going to be exciting. Yeah, we just don't know if Robert coming. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> we <laughs> So, Adel, before we get out of here, and as we told the audience in the open, we want to focus on some breakout players here in this 2022 season. 
So I was going to kick it off and then, you know, you can kind of get in when you fit in. But I thought one of the guys that I think is going to have a breakout season is Cole Komet. And I kind of teased him on a previous episode. But as you talked about, Cole Komet for a second year in a row has gone to tight end you. Getting exposure to some of the top tight ends in the league. The fact that Cole Komet, you saw him at the draft party and you said that guy looked like he was ready to play right then and there. So he looked like he was in phenomenal shape. Yes, sir. But now in a quarterback-friendly system, I know we keep using that buzzword, but now in a system that we think that he's going to be utilized effectively, he's got a quarterback that I feel like he's getting more and more chemistry with. Cole Komet, when I looked at him, and when I saw him in college, and you guys know, I'm a diehard Notre Dame football fan, right? I saw things from Cole Komet at Notre Dame that I haven't necessarily seen him do with the Bears yet. And he wasn't half the fucking athlete and player at Notre Dame that I feel like he could be in the NFL. He's always scratching the surface of his potential, bro. And I just think that when you got a guy like this, man, he just looks the part of just a a really future star at this position. I know people are going to sit up here and talk some shit to me. Oh, well, he don't get separation. He don't get this. He don't get that. His goddamn quarterback will get him the ball when he needs it. He ain't got to worry about no damn separation. As long as the hands are right, which they are, you catch it. He's physical, like we praise and I talked about. Hey, look, y'all better watch out for Cole Komet, man. He is no pump, man. He's no chump on that field, Perez. You're right, man. You saw that guy body, how he got his body right last season. I don't tell you, it's only up from this guy coming to the season. So the fact that he take it very serious, I can see him having a breakout here, Perez. And on top of that, A-Dub, I think he's going to be the number two option outside of Darnell Mooney. I mean, when you think about Justin Fields, who he's going to be looking at first, he's going to be looking at Mooney. But secondly, he's going to go back to Quebec, who's I think could serve as a nice security blanket for him. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. And the thing is, Fred, that's a nice one to have. Commit is ready to play. And I tell you, when he got the targets, Fred, he done pretty well with them. So I tell you, this guy can shine, man, if given the opportunity. And like you said, with this kind of offense, he should be able to do his thing. No, I mean, 60 catches last year, not bad. You know, not bad. And I feel like, honestly, he probably could have had more if he would have been targeted a little bit more. So, like I said, I think that this offensive scheme is going to do wonders for a guy like Cole Komet. And I really think that he's got the talent to put everything together here in 2022. So, my first breakout player for 2022, definitely Cole Komet. Mine? One of mine, man, is Thomas Graham Jr. Okay. He didn't get the chance last season. Wasn't his fault, though. Wasn't his fault. But that's another story. But he's going to get his chance this year. We saw how it ended last season for him. He was showing some good signs, the ability to cover, competitive nature in him. Trust me, this year here, Perez, all access, all in, Perez, with his kid. He's going to do very well. So watch out, Thomas Graham Jr. All right. So do you think Thomas Graham Jr. going to beat Tavon Young out for that uh, slot corner spot? Perez, it's going to be close, baby. It's going to be close. If it's the close, if it's that close for us, then give it to Ms. Grand Jr. I really believe he may be to beat him out. I'm going to just call it what it is. I think he's going to beat him out for us. That's a hot take right there, audience. You heard it here from your boy Dub. Thomas Graham Jr. will beat out Tavon Young for that slot corners position. And listen, audience, before y'all start thinking, man, what the, what the hell's a dub on? He was the one that said that Matt Eberflus was going to be the Chicago Bears head coach. So just remember that. All right, I like it. I like it. So Thomas Graham Jr., breakout player for A-Dub. If you write about that, I got no complaints. I mean, me personally, I hope that Tavon Young locks down that position. I think that guy's got a lot to bring to the table. But not going to take anything away from your selection there because Thomas Graham Jr., I think, is a very, really solid young player. And I think that he's going to be he's going to play a really good role on this team. Now, if for some reason he beats out Tavon Young and he does the things that you say, Fine, whatever. Whoever's going to go out there and give us the best chance to fucking compete and win football games, let's do it. Exactly. And the good thing, Fred, that you and I like about this here, Eberflus is going to this whole thing without any bias. That's what you love. So it's going to be very fair about who wins that job. Yeah, he already told you that. There's a guy right here. It don't matter about how many years you've been in the league. He don't care about nothing. He don't care about draft grade, uh, what round you went in. If you right. go out there and you compete, then you gonna have a you gonna have an opportunity, and I think that that's the best way to do things. And like I said, that just goes to show you how this culture's been changed and how they're doing things at Hallis Hall these days. And that's what it should be. It should yes, be sir. based about it should be based about football and not extracurricular bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Don't 
Don't matter at all, Fred. You spot on, bro. So that's what we're looking to see here. And that's why I'm making my selections the way I'm making them. <laughs> Hey man, I listen. I, I got nothing to say, but like, like as I said, hey, Doug, if that happens, cool. I'm rolling. Whatever. You know what I'm saying? I'm right, right. Yes, sir. All right. So my next breakout guy has to be no other than Darnell Mooney. And I know some people may say, "Well, Perez, he went over four thousand yards last year. How can be? A, how can he be a breakout player? Well, because he can. Because I think he could do better than what he did last season. You heard me talk about that shit earlier. He was in a dysfunctional ass system." Inconsistent quarterback play last year. That's true. And the guy still put up numbers. I think he's only scratching the surface. This is year three in the league. He's the top guy. He's going to be getting targeted often. You know what I'm saying? He's going to have A-Rob stealing targets from him. The fact that Darnell Mooney and Justin Fields, as we have have talked about all offseason, these guys have been spending all kinds of time with each other. That type of connection, that is how you build a budding relationship, but also how you build success. Because these guys know each other. Think about some of the great wide receiver quarterback tandems in the league, A-Dub. You hear them talk about how the walker just look at the other person. They don't even have to make a signal. They don't have to do nothing. And they just know, okay, I know what he's doing. Yep. That is what I feel like is going to happen with these two. With that they're so in sync with each other that feels already is like, okay, yeah, I know he's gonna he gonna he'll shorten his route up a little bit right here. I'm gonna throw the ball, let it go a little bit early, give him a chance to make a play, or whatever the case may be. But that's why I feel like this guy is gonna emerge as the breakout player, the speed to get open deep. We didn't take enough deep shots down the fucking field. And I know some people may say, well, you know, they didn't have the opportunity to because you know the, the defenses was playing them a certain kind of way. Yes, I understand all that. But that is why when you have a quarterback like Justin Fields, and if you guys don't remember the episode we did where I talked about ideas on how you can unlock Justin, how you can unlock Justin Fields, play action passing is one of the yep. best ways to unlock a guy like that. And play action passing, with him taking those deep shots to Darnell Moody, Soldier Fields will go crazy with Justin Fields throwing those deep balls. With the way that he has that deep ball accuracy too, a dub, shit. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about, friends. And you know what else is gonna be hard is friends? The fans ain't gonna be happy, just gonna be happy. You know what's gonna be proud, friends? Hey dog! Know why? Because the bank is open, baby. Well, it ain't open yet, but I, I hope that it's gonna be open for you all season, ain't dub. I really do. <laughs> I hope that you on this podcast going crazy all season. Cause if you're doing that, then that means our boy Money Moon is fucking tearing it up on that field. So I hope so. I really do. As I, as I always tell you, A-Dub, I'm one of those Bears fans. I, I try not to get too hyped up about these things, but certain things get me hyped up. I get a little me heady sometimes. <laughs> yes, when, I hear you, when I hear you get fired up over Money Moon, sometimes I'm like, all right, A-Dub, I see. I see. I ain't going to try to get so juiced up about it. But you know, sometimes you get me fired up too now. When he have a good game, and I'm over here like, okay, I see you. Money Moon, all right. Money Moon, all right. But you yeah. know what but I'll I just tell you this, man. The kid, breakout player, I know why you love him. I know why other Bears fans love him. And shit, I'm just happy that he's on our side. Yes, sir. I got no issue with that whatsoever, friends. I see what you see, baby. <laughs> That's all I'm saying, friends. I'm going to leave it at that, man. We're on the same page, baby. Money <laughs> moon what it is. The bank going to be open. I hope so. I really do. What else yes, you got sir. for us? Khalil Herbert. Praise. There you go. There you I'm going to tell you right now, Montgomery ain't going to be to hold him back, baby. And this you think so? Offense, you think so? Ain't, ain't going to be to hold him back. The thing is, Dave Montgomery know how good he is. We already know that, friends. And we we also saw last season where when they both got a little bit of the share of the workload, things didn't go well. We seen Khalil Herbert do much better as the main guy. But guess what, friends? Don't matter if he's the main guy or not. Don't matter. Khalil Herbert going to show you all that, hey, I can carry the load no matter what aspect of the game I'm playing at. So he's going to show us some things for us and that we're going to be proud of. So I'm saying he's going to see a more consistent and balanced Khalil Herbert press. Every game he gets opportunities, he's going to make something happen. Baby. So, okay. So this is my question for you, A-Dub, because now you, you're over here with these hot takes all of a sudden. So Khalil Herbert, which I agree with you 100%, I think he definitely has breakout star potential. 
But now, what do you see? You think it's going to be a timeshare situation at the running back position? Or do you, I mean, because what, what I'm hearing from you is you think that Herbert's numbers are going to jump. So how do we get there when you got a number one guy out there already? They're going to have to share the workload, baby. Share. This case is the kid is ready to share, friends. They got to share it now. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. People got to realize, friends. Even Boost, I'm sorry, Matt Nagy did not use neither one of those guys right last season, right? Well, we already, we already know that. We already know <laughs> right? that. Right, so that's the one thing right there. So Montgomery Carter can still get his 10 to 11 plus carries, right? That might still happen. But guess what? There's a workload here because we could be moving the football to where my boy, Khalil Herbert, can also get his shine in. It's a dual thing here, Press Dual attack, baby. Both of them are going to shine together. So this is my thing, man. For me personally, I think David Montgomery, you're doing a disservice to him if he's not carrying the football 20 to 25 times. I've said that so many times. That is my formula to success with this offense, and I still think that this offense definitely still runs through David Montgomery. So my thing is, if a Khalil Herbert is not going to get 10 carries, we're going to be running the football a shit ton, you know, if, if things go the way that you think ain't done. But I do agree. I think they got to find a way to integrate Khalil Herbert into this offense more effectively. But I don't know about the timeshare, bro. I don't know. Hey, friends, we're going to have to watch and see this. If you want to keep Dave Montgomery healthy and all that good stuff, okay. hey, don't overutilize him. Hey, we got another guy that can also do some things too, friends, okay. that we okay. see. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not saying Dave Montgomery, we push you to the side, baby. We just said we're keeping you fresh. That's all. Let the other kid help you out there, man, so you can continue to maintain doing what you got to do. Uh-huh, a.k.a. We're going to keep you fresh, a.k.a. we ain't going to sign you to an extension because we're going to try to find a way to, to lower your numbers, a.k.a. the Chicago Bears way. I, I hear it. I hear it, A.J. <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that, Chris. You know in today's game, Chris, you need two running backs. You know this, but not do. You need two good quality running backs, Chris. You do. You do. So having both of those guys, man, I think it would be good. Having just one is like, oh, shoot. You kind of worry a little bit, right? So, but having both, I feel comfortable having both. Well, I'll tell you one thing, man. David Montgomery contract year. I don't think he's going to want to be sharing no rock, but I, I get your point, though, because you do want to make sure that David Montgomery isn't getting banged up. Because you think about the last couple of seasons, Montgomery has missed some games with some injuries. Right. And you want to make sure that you are keeping him fresh. So I do agree with you there. However, though, I think David Montgomery been training. I think he wants the rock. So that's going to be interesting to see because you got a guy, Herbert, that's chomping at the bit. He's over. And we also. But don't vote, vote him out. But don't forget that Dave Montgomery probably sees him coming. It's like, okay, I got you. <laughs> I got you. Yep. I'm going to support you, but hey, I ain't going to let you take my shit now. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what it might be about for us. See you. But I got to get paid too. So. I get it. Instead of, instead of business, I know how it works, but I'm with you, friends. I definitely understand that side of the table. And then I guess last but not least, and this one probably should not come as, come as any surprise to anybody that listens to the show, but Justin Fields. Now, it probably could have gone without saying, but I feel like I just need to say it. Justin <laughs> Fields, breakout star 2022, y'all. This is a no-brainer to me. He's the future of this organization. We want to see him take that next step. We saw glimpses of his potential last year, but we also saw a lot of areas for opportunity for improvement. Right. And what I'm hoping to see is when we're hearing this summer how, hey, Justin's starting to stack together consecutive really good days, and he's learning from mistakes that he's making. Or, oh, he's getting the ball out. He's not turning the football over. That is what I want to hear because the more stuff that we hear like that coming out of Hollis Hall, then we know it's poison ready to take that next step because that's what this offense needs. We need him to take that next step. This football team needs him to take that next step. So he is that breakout player to me, brother. I'm telling you, the most important player to our success is Justin Fields. Hey, I got no problem with that whatsoever, Chris. You know how I love Justin Fields as well as you do. And, uh, hey, Justin Fields has been showing us a lot of good signs, Chris, and right now he's on track to do some phenomenal things. I'm all for it. I see the hard work. I see the intangibles, the leadership, all that stuff, Perez. He's been working on his game and trying to get better. He has so many holes in his game in a way that, you know mm -hmm. what, just fix just a couple, puts him ahead in the pair right there, Perez. A few tweaks puts him ahead. So this kid is going to show us a whole hell of a lot, and we're going to be grateful to have this kid on the team. So just the feels I'm with Perez on that part of it. Look, I, I got to roll that route. No doubt in my mind, I think just the feels is going to be that guy. So I'm with you, Perez. But – 
who I got to get some credit to for us, who I think going to be breakout. I'm going to go Luke Getsy. Luke Getsy is going to show everybody that, hey, he know what the hell he's doing. Well, I hope you're right. I hope that this stuff that we hearing about this quarterback friendly situation, I hope it's not just all buzz talk. But the thing that gets me excited, though, is the fact that he worked with Aaron Rodgers. We know Aaron Rodgers can be a little bit of a prick. And the fact that Aaron Rodgers respected Getsy, I think that we're in a good spot here with this offense. I just think that me personally, the things that we outlined on the show a couple episodes ago about how to unlock Justin Fields, I'm hoping that these are the things that we see them do. If we see them do those things, then, yeah, Luke Getzey's going to be that breakout guy right. in 2022. <laughs> but yes, if we sir. don't see that, but if we don't see that, ain't up. And I think it might be more the same that we saw missed opportunities because there were times yep. last season that Justin looked out of place. He looked a little lost out there. And True. we know why it was. We know it was the scheme and the offensive line, all the different things around him. But there were times last year that Justin just did not look like he fit in the NFL. Right. And so I don't want a situation this season where we see any of that type of shit happening with Justin. I want a confident Justin. I want to see that Justin that we saw playing for Ohio State, carefree, slinging that ball down the field. That's what I want to see. Prince, I'm totally with you. If we don't see that Justin Fields, we got all the rights to look at Luke Getson. Because you know what? He got the keys. Luke got the keys, Prince. He's the one. So he got to show the world what he's able to do. Well, I'll tell you what, they matching Luke Getze and his office of mind with Justin Fields being the most physically gifted quarterback the Bears have ever had. Matching that with Justin's worth ethic, his football IQ. I've been telling you, the guy's on vacation right now, and I'm seeing videos of him working out and running. I'm just like, yep. dude, no days off. None. And guess what, A-Dub? His teammates believe in him. You can't Absolutely. beat that. I'm with you there, Perez. They do believe in him, man. And the fact is, I've always appreciated this about just to feel so of you, is that work ethic, man. He's putting that work in, man, every single day, Perez. It's going to show up on the field, baby. Eventually going to show up on the field. He already passed the eye test. That That's not the issue here. The issue now is just week in and week out just seeing him put things together. And that, that's yep. the part right here where I, I like where you're going with the Getty thing because that right there, if, if Justin Fields is successful – well, we know who the catalyst behind that success is. Absolutely. And that's what we want to see, friends, that catalyst shift, that kind of tandem, you know, quarterback, coach, player, quarterback. I mean, you want to see that catalyst shift continue to evolve and get better. So if it does, friends, this votes very well for the Chicago Bears. They're going to feel very good about that draft pick Justin Fields. I want to touch back on something that you brought up about Khalil Herbert, and I um, I was giving you a little bit of a hard time there, Adele, but I wanted to just say that I thought that was a really good call-out because when you see the type of system that the Bears are going to be running this year, scheme-wise, I think that the zone running attack that they're going to be, they're going to be uh, rolling out here this year, I think that's going to fit Khalil Herbert's skill set a little bit more than a, than a David Montgomery, and on top of it, Think about the times that we talked about Khalil Herbert in that burst. So I yeah. do think that that call out that you made was really good. It's just for me, I, you know, I love David Montgomery, and it's like, uh, I don't know how to balance that between I want him to get the ball 20 times, 20, 20 to 25 times, but also realizing that that Khalil Herbert behind him is a bad motherfucker too. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. You don't lose no ground that much, not that much at all, when you have Khalil Herbert, you know, running the rock. So I'm with you. But, yeah, man, so I just wanted to just kind of touch up on that. And like I said, man, when it comes to Justin, man, his teammates believe in him, like I mentioned. I mean, everybody they keep talking to, you know, they, they see the, the work that this kid's putting in, the coaching staff, they believe in him. That's all yep. you need, man. You That's all you need. Because think about when Hakeem Hicks left here, and he talked about going to Tampa and having Tom Brady as his quarterback. And Hakeem Hicks took some shots at the Bears in the type of quarterbacks that he had as, he, he as a player here. Yep. But you know what? Two hurts because he was right. And I'm hoping that Justin Fields solidifies this quarterback situation here in Chicago so much so that players are going to be clamoring to come here to play with him. Absolutely. Wouldn't that be something they dub where we have been in this city where people are like, oh, the Bears ain't never had no quarterback. So then now they're like, oh, man, that boy Justin Fields, he cold. Right, <laughs> exactly. What people going to be saying, friends, if Justin Fields starting to be that great, people will say about damn time, right? That's what we're <laughs> going to be hearing about. Hearing a lot from all the fans, about time. And it went 20, 30 years without having nobody. 
<laughs> so we're going to hear that story right there, friends. So the good thing is, what that means is we got somebody. The last guy before we get out of here that I think is going to be a breakout player is Travis Gibson. Woo. Now, you think about what he did last year. We talked about him on the show last year and how he improved. He took that yeah. step in year two. But I'm thinking here in year three, A-Dub, I think he's going to take an even further step. He's not going to be replacing Khalil Mack in the lineup. Robert Quinn is not there right now. Now you're looking at Travis Gibson, you're like, well, shit, it's even more important that you take that next step. And one of the things that I really was impressed with with Travis Gibson that he improved on in year two was he actually developed some pass rush moves. He didn't That's have it in his rookie year. But his second year, he had the moves. He has that bendability. I know that's not a word. But the way that he can bend and contort his body to get around the offensive lineman and get to that quarterback, he was disruptive last time, last season at times. And I'm really going to be watching him at training camp, A-Dub, to see how he's getting off the football, to see how he's going up against Larry Borm, how he's going up against Tev, how he's going up against Braxton. So for me, this, this summer is going to tell the story when it comes to Travis Gibson. But I think, man, if he can put everything together, this is going to be a 12-sack season for Travis Gibson. And that is a hot take. Y'all can take that to A-Dub's bank. Woo! Hey, that's what I'm talking about, friends. Man, hey, you know what? I love Gibson. What I saw last year, I saw the same thing you've seen, friends. You're right. The kid put it together, man. If he can evolve, take the next step from where he was last season, man, the sky's the limit. He could be one of the elite pass rushers in the game, friends, without a doubt. If he gets them 12, like you're saying, we'll we. All this. We're going to get up out of here, man. But as always, we appreciate you guys and your continue. As always, we appreciate you guys and your continued support of our platform and for helping make us a top 10 Chicago Bears podcast. We're the Bears Centrals, and we are out.